Do you love it loud? Then plan to attend the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. One day event celebrating all things rock and roll. Over 20 rock podcasts from all over North America recording on site. Panel discussions with producers that have worked with Ozzy, Slayer, Kiss, Y&T, Seven Dust, Dokken, and more. Celebrity signings and meet and greets with current and former members of Cinderella, Winger, Tora Tora, Collective Soul, Taiketo, The Monkees, with more to be announced. All that and record dealers slinging some sweet vinyl. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo takes place Saturday, August 26th at the Music Valley Event Center. More information available at NashvilleRockinPodExpo.com as well as on Facebook. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo. Feast your ears. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you especially everybody who does that. And right there at the top of the show, that's right, you heard right. The Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. I will be there. Nola will be there. Randy Brown of the Synaptic Podcast will be there. And a host of other shows that I have been on before, like Rock and or Roll with BJ. Talking Metal will be on hand. Mark Striegel will be there. Looking forward to that. Hanging out with him again. Ken Mills, you know, podcast, zilch, pop, what have you. Hey, what? why not? Little Baco and Loose Cannon of Cobras and Fire. I'm going to be doing a joint show with them tentatively during the live portion of the podcast. Of course, everybody's going to be recording their shows at their tables during the expo. It is a jam-packed one-day event that you should go to. And if you forgot all the information, go back to the beginning of the show and play all that info. But go to the GoFundMe page of Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Donate some money and tell them the Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Uh, you know, just donate for your admission fee, your admission fee and t-shirt. It's going to be the highlight of my summer, that's for sure. So, Okay, that's enough shilling. Let's get to the music here. You have tuned in to yet another episode of Rock and Rank, Volume 2 of 2017, where we 100% play new music released specifically from this year. I do the borrowed Rock and Roll Geek scoring system. Thank you, Michael. And we rate these albums on a scale of 1 to 100 points. If you're new to the show, good songs get 1 point, so-so songs get half a point, and terrible songs get 0 points. And then we all tally it up, and I get it to 1 through 100 points somehow. There's exact science and math to this. All right, the first release we're going to focus on tonight is the latest from a really insanely awesome all-female power trio from Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. They are called Heavy Tiger. I believe this is their second full-length album. I have both of their albums. And you need to buy this record. It's very excellent, very rock and roll, and it very so much does not take itself seriously at all. 
English ain't me forte, right? But in true rock and roll fashion, it is super fun. A great album for the summer. So go get this new one. Heavy Tiger's new record called Glitter. This is the first song on the record. Turn this one up. This is I Go For The Cheap Ones. Kicking off this volume of Rock and Rank 2017 in fine fashion, that was Heavy Tiger with I Go For The Cheap Ones off of their latest record that you must own called Glitter. Why must you own it? Well, it scored 92 out of 100 points. Anything scoring 90 or over, I think you pretty much have to have, making that law. You know, anything uh, 80 or over is pretty damn good. But 90 and above, that's next level. You got to have that record. Go buy that record. And uh, yeah, for you buttholes over in Europe and the cooler parts of the world, there were some Kiss shows in the springtime, late spring, early summer. I believe over in Sweden, maybe some parts of the Netherlands, that Heavy Tiger was opening for Kiss. So damn all of you. God, so jealous, you guys. Uh, Speaking of overseas, I believe this gentleman is currently overseas in Spain touring right now. So if he's in your neck of the woods, go check him out. The great C.J. Ramon, one of our finer citizens. Of course, formerly of the Ramones. The sec- I'm going into marquee mode here, okay. He was the second bass player for the Ramones. 
And he wrote songs and he sang a lot of songs. Yes, okay. Love Marky. Love CJ. CJ's awesome. CJ actually, I, I, I hit him up online. He actually answered my question about the uh, Ramones show that was at Lollapalooza 96 out in the Dallas area. I say Dallas area because it was out in a farmland area, technically in Ferris, Texas. God, that was 21 years ago. That's ridiculous. That was the hottest day of the year for sure. August in Texas on farm with no trees around us. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Ramones still out there in their leather jackets. They definitely weren't in any kind of cargo shorts that day. They were in all leather, looking like the Ramones are supposed to look like in 110 degree weather and played one of the finest hours of my life right there. And, uh, you know, if you don't know this, like the last run there, that Lollapalooza tour, because they had pretty much hung it up and had gone their separate ways, but they were offered this tour. They went ahead and took it at the behest of Rancid and Soundgarden, which I mentioned before. And uh, I remember actually reading an article about this show, like the whole day in one of those free papers. This journalist covered the entire day backstage, on stage. It was a huge article. I wish I had saved it. It was really good. And they were talking about how CJ was specifically riding without the Ramones. He was he had uh, some biker friends of his, and they were just kind of biking it all over the country during the Lollapalooza run. So he would bike in, do the show, and then take off. So apparently this was a real buzzer beater for CJ to get on stage that day. They said he literally rolled in just a few minutes before curtain. So I'm glad he found the place because if he hadn't, I would have never gotten to see the Ramones. And when I asked him about this, he told me that they were detained by some state troopers, got ticketed, and were, uh, you know, said, uh, on your way now. So there you go. Thanks for answering my question, CJ. You're a good guy. You're also fun to follow online. So go follow CJ Ramone on social media. And he's got a new one out called American Beauty. And he's done some other stuff, you know, under different band names like Bad Chopper and stuff like that. But this one is strictly under the name CJ Ramone. And talking about like the Heavy Tiger record, a fun record for the summer. This is another fun record for the summer that you just put on at the pool, turn it up or, you know, whatever you do. If you're in the car, whether you're working out, whatever. But this is a fun summer record. I quite enjoyed it. It scored 84 out of 100. And uh, also, uh, what can you say about a record that includes a Tom Waits cover? That's great. So for the second time in his career, CJ covering Tom Waits. But here's a, a really cool standout song on the record. It's a lot of fun. Here is the great CJ Ramone with Steady As She Goes. With 10,000 miles and 15 weeks from home that's four trips across the continent In just about 16 shows There's 10 million ladies waiting Each as pretty as a rose Steady, steady as she goes 
right, some CJ Ramon for you. That was Steady As She Goes off of his brand new release, American Beauty. If CJ comes to your town, go see him. All right. And the next record we're going to spotlight here is the latest solo effort by Tommy Hendrickson, currently of Alice Cooper's amazing band. That current band really is the best lineup since the original. That is just the way it is. Stellar band. Tommy's a big part of it. And he puts out his own records as well. I believe this is his second solo album since joining Alice's band. This new one out is called Starstruck. Bought this directly on his label's website and got a really killer fan package to go along with it. I think it was like 30 bucks or something like that. I got a signed vinyl on Alien Green vinyl, by the way. A set of guitar picks and a t-shirt. Man, I gotta tell you, for, for someone like me, I may be so smug that likes purchasing the actual legitimate physical product. There are labels out there that will take care of you for supporting them and their artists. So keep doing it and I'll keep buying it and buy your shit. You'll appreciate it more. That being said, check this one out. This is the title track from Tommy's latest album. This is Starstruck.
right, there you go. Some Tommy Henriksen for you with Starstruck. If you need to look him up, you need to spell it Henriksen. H-E-N-R-I-K-S-E-N. That's on Bellyache Records. So go look up Starstruck. It's a fun album. And like you might have noticed listening to that track, it's like when he sings, he does have a certain Alice Cooper tinge to his singing voice. But do not adjust your ears. Alice does cameo on that track here and there. He kind of comes in and out on the background vocals. So those kind of more Elvis-type vocals, like right between the choruses there, that is Alice Cooper. And I can hear him for sure spread out through this whole record so it's fun just kind of listening for the alice cameos but it's a fun record regardless even if alice wasn't on it and i believe chuck garrick helped him out on that record if not produce the whole thing or tommy produced it i don't have my notes in front of me here but i know he had a hand in some of it but yeah just pick up the record it's good stuff and much like the cj ramon album i also scored that one at 84 out of 100 all right moving on here we're going to move over to the middle part of the show kind of the metal section of the show for transitional purposes and the latest record by kxm which is called scatterbrain it's on rat pack records and i actually think i'm enjoying this one more than the first one i like the first one a lot as well but i think uh, over time the second one has proven to be the better album if you don't know kxm is a super group of sorts i think they're a super group i mean they're all in largely successful bands that most people would know so i think that you know construes as a you know at least a pseudo quasi supergroup. they just like playing together okay you know they, they do it when they can they they're all like super busy guys and they get together for like a couple of weeks every now and then and they put out records under the name kxm which is doug pinnock of king's x vocals bass guitar george lynch x dockin current lynch mob and some other things Lead guitar, of course, all guitars, and Ray Luzier, drummer from Corn, and uh, my disclaimer there is like, hey, Ray's not an original member. He used to play for David Lee Roth and some other cool people. So yeah, it's not just you know. Uh, that being said, there's a little bit of that influence in there, but not enough to make the album terrible. Uh, it overall, of course, because of Doug's voice, really does sound like a King's X record at times. It doesn't have that King's X nuance that you might be used to. But the voice is there and the approach, and of course the bass tone is undeniable. And of course Lynch is playing always stellar. George Lynch, one of our finer guitar players living today. So yeah, it's it's a pretty damn stellar rock album if you're looking for cool, heavy new things to listen to. 82 out of 100, not bad at all. And here's one of my favorite songs on that album. Here's Not a Single Word from Scatterbrain right here on Rock Strikes Dead.
I couldn't help myself from doing a synaptic-esque intro for that last track, so uh, don't take me to uh, podcast court there, Randy. The Synaptic Podcast featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative, which uh, I have a hand in producing, and it's hosted on cnjradio.com, so go check out all the episodes on cnjradio.com. There you go. You can't be mad at me now, Randy, because you got an extra plug this week on the show. All right. Sticking with the metal, we have something from New Jersey's Thrash Legends, Overkill. They've got a new one out called The Grinding Wheel, and it's a it's a good old time. If you're if you're a fan of the old school thrash and metal, East Coast style especially, you you'd look no further hardly than Overkill. Still doing it, still playing the shows, and we love them for it. So there's only like these handful of bands from the particular era that do not stray at all from what you know them to be, what they're all about, what you expect from them. Overkill does that very well. Here's an example of it, sort of a title track of sorts. So from the grinding wheel, this is The Wheel by Overkill. Check it out.
All right, The Wheel by Overkill from their latest one called The Grinding Wheel. Hope you enjoyed that. That'll shatter some windows for sure. And much like some of these other albums on this particular episode, also scoring 84 out of 100, not bad at all. Now, a little bit of a disclaimer here. I got to tell you, it's really hard for me to rank the particular albums by this next band I'm going to talk about. That being said, I'll have a score by the end of the year. But I can heavily recommend this band for you, that being said. Uh, if you're into metal, like, not even like, you know, like Overkill plays great thrash metal, you know, and stuff like that, real high-energy type stuff. Uh, more of the old-school Sabbath approach, more of the Doom aspect, just heavy crunch, you know, just, you know, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. If you're into that, then your favorite new band is Paul Bearer. These guys from Arkansas, they're it's it's pretty amazing. They're they're country as hell. I've seen them live, and you know you if they walked past you as one of those things, no star quality. But I tell you what, man, when they plug in, they go on that stage, they put these records out. They are beasts. They are just some of the best modern metal I've ever heard by these guys, Paul Bearer. So if you're any kind of metal fan, you got to be into Paul Bearer. So yeah, it's. And it's kind of a, it feels like a local thing because all the guys I know that are really into this band, me, Randy Brown, Logan, Bradley from the Metal Brotherhood, I mean, guys like that, like we all know about Paul Bear. We've seen him live. We love him. And it's just, that's just the way it is. Like everybody outside of the South needs to get with these guys. I know they're getting some decent press here and there, but you, you got to tell your metal friends and all your metal brothers and sisters check out Paul Bearer. Their new album is called Heartless, and I'm going to play you one of the shorter songs on the album, which is what I always have to do when I play them on Rock Strikes 10. They got songs that get up into the 8 to 12 minute range. So, yeah. so, But it, it, it just kills. So check it out.
right. That really just kind of does the talking for itself, but I'm going to talk some more about it. That was Paul Bear with I Saw the End from their latest album, Heartless. Go buy that record. I mean, even just the physical product and everything, like the CD digipack thing is super nice. It's like this like silver glittery thing. And, you know, so, yeah. Everything about this album is great. Everything about that band is great. That is the heaviest I think you can play without having Cookie Monster vocals. That's the other thing I love about this band is that they have zero Cookie Monster vocals at all on their records. So thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for doing that. (laughs) Yeah, saw them for the first time live a couple of months ago. It was over down there in Dallas at Club Dada. Everybody was out there that night. It was so fun. It was like a family reunion almost. All my old record store buddies were there. It was just it was just one of those great nights. And Pinkish Black opened up, so hey now, our friends Pinkish Black, another band you gotta be listening to. So yes, Paul Bear. Yeah, sticking with this. You know, I was I was checking out the metal injection like best metal albums of the year so far of twenty seventeen. And I love metal injection. I love their Facebook page. I I, I dig checking out their articles. I like that they troll on behalf of progressive politics and all that stuff. But I didn't see one damn guy that had this album on his list. I could be wrong. Maybe I missed something. But of all their staff writers, I did not see Paul Bear represented on there. That's just wrong, man. Totally, totally wrong. And honestly, this next album should be on that list as well. Because it's metal as hell. And it's super freaking fun for a heavy record. Of course, the new Body Count record, Bloodlust. I'm a huge Body Count fan. Seen them live, the whole thing. Been listening since day one. So Bloodlust was a lot of fun for me. It, it it ain't opera, as Angus Young always liked to say. But, man, unapologetic, violent, heavy metal with, of course, some rap influence thrown in there. Not too much, though, honestly. I mean, the only thing that you could say that's kind of rap about it is the approach and the theme and imagery and everything, you know, the crime and the murdering and all that stuff. I mean, it's all there, yeah. But set to amazing heavy metal riffs by Ernie C. And then the boys, I mean, just so fun. Scored 90 out of 100, and you can't convince me otherwise. I could have played almost anything off of this record, and you'd be like, okay, I understand what this album is all about. Of course you can, in one song. I'm going to play you something you may not be expecting. Of course, Ice-T has never been shy about his love for heavy metal and hardcore music. I mean, they covered Suicidal Tendencies on the last album. So this time around, Ice-T covering Slayer. So uh, basically paying tribute to his favorite band, as he likes to say. You get this nice two-for-one of Slayer covers with Rain and Blood and Postmortem on the latest album, Bloodlust. I'm going to let Ice introduce the rest of the track for you. So enjoy. Ice, explain body count. Body Count is a band I put together just to let one of my best friends, Ernie C., play his guitar. He's always been playing guitar. We all went to Crenshaw High School together in South Central Los Angeles. And I had the idea, let's make a metal band. Let's make a rock band. Because I had been to Europe, and I noticed that the kids would mosh off of hip-hop. So we put the band together, and I used the three bands that were my favorites at the time to set the tone. We used the impending doom of a group like Black Sabbath, who pretty much invented metal. The punk sensibility is somebody like Suicidal, who basically put that gangbanger style from Venice, California into the game. And the speed and the precision of Slayer. <laughs> 
one of my favorite groups and always will be. There you go. That'll tear your face off right there. That was Body Count doing a two-for-one Slayer cover of Raining Blood and Postmortem. It's officially titled Raining Blood slash Postmortem 2017. It's on the brand new record called Bloodlust. Go get this record. 
you know, I mean, if you're down with it, as as we like to say. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, uh, even if Body Count's just angling to get a tour with Slayer, I, I hope he's successful in the politicking that he's doing for it because I would love a Slayer Body Count tour. The tour to end all tours, right? All right, moving on here. It's still sort of metal, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's comedy rock, it's parody metal, whatever you want it to be. We're going to play you something by the latest Steel Panther I like Steel Panther. I mean, they're fun. How can you really not like them at the end of the day? They don't make perfect albums, but I'm always going to give them a shot because I can always find at least a handful of songs on here that I do enjoy. And I enjoyed enough to score this album at 77 out of 100. The new album is called Lowering the Bar. And uh, as they like to do, especially lyrically, this one actually isn't... I mean, it's definitely got comedy lyrics, but it's not so overly like, you know... You know, the gangbang at the old folks' home, like on the last album. I, I like a lot of songs on the last album, but yeah, I, I, it, it does, for me, like, it goes so over the top that I almost can't enjoy the song sometimes. But like I said, they, you know, they're usually good for about three-quarters of an album for me. So here's one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, they can definitely play it musically. It's, it's always a good time as far as the arrangements go. So here's Steel Panther with Wrong Side of the Tracks out in Beverly Hills.
from the latest Steel Panther. That was Wrong Side of the Tracks out in Beverly Hills from Lowering the Bar. It's a fun record if you're looking for fun in the summer. Don't look too far. Steel Panther's there for you. They pretty much always will be for a while at least, right? And there's also a killer cover of Cheap Trick, She's Tight on there featuring Robin Zander, actually. So it's one of my favorites on the record, but I'm sure I can find a space for that on a future episode and some sort of theme. So I'll play that one later for you. But for now, go check it out if you like that. Moving on here. Second to last song here of the night. We're going to play these last two bands who actually tied for first for my favorite albums of 2015. So we're going to start off with something off the new Biters record and then end with the Night Flight Orchestra. So we're going to play Biters first. And that being said, Electric Blood was my favorite album of 2015 along with Night Flight. And I just like, you know, I was setting myself up almost for some disappointment. Like, I hope I love it as much as Electric Blood, but Electric Blood was a 100-point album. It was a perfect record, perfect rock and roll album. One of the best I've heard in a decade, as they like to say generically. And it legitimately is. Uh, so the new one's called The Future Ain't What It Used To Be and uh, almost a prophetic title and I definitely don't hate the album it literally just boils down to Electric Blood had 10 great songs and this one has 9 great songs and a song that I couldn't stand so this one scored 90 out of 100 which is still an amazing review and still means that you have to buy it and uh, you know so yeah is it as good as Electric Blood? No even the songs that got a point, the ones in Electric Blood, are probably better overall. And, you know, where in the past you could definitely hear the Cheap Trick meets Thin Lizzy influence, that, that, you know, and there's also some Kiss in there, of course. You expect that from them. But this one actually, for like a third of it, kind of leans more T-Rex-like. So, and of course, I love T-Rex. I just wasn't expecting it to, like, be all over the Biters record. So it took me a little bit on this record, but... I've come around to let's try to embrace all of it because hell there's still not a lot of bands doing it as good as this and after multiple listens I think I gave it the best proper score I could so 90 out of 100 still a must own rock album for this year the future ain't what it used to be by the biters that being said enjoy this this is one of the more t-rex based songs on the album so you can kind of get an idea of what to expect on this one this is Stone Cold Love. Baby, you're like a wrecking machine. You turn it on and then you spin me round. It's what you do to me. You kind of smile like a reptile. You slide and shake, you turn me like a dial It's what you do to me And every night you drive me crying out for
right, Stone Cold Love by The Biters off of The Future Ain't What It Used To Be, their latest album. It was awesome doing a direct purchase of this. I think I did the... I think I went on the Earache site to buy this one, but I got the T-shirt and album package, autograph sleeve inside the record. They just know how to do their packages, man, so good on you guys. Just like on Cut Your Teeth, I was very happy with the product that arrived at the house, so... Guys, keep doing that, and I'll keep buying them. Once again, that's for sure. Uh, another one I just had to get on vinyl. I bought it on CD and vinyl. Love this album. Once again, probably spoiling the year for the rest of the year. Two times in a row by this band. The Night Flight Orchestra, of course. And here's another plug. We talked about the Rock and Pod Expo at the top of the show, but uh, as a lot of you may know, I guess from time to time on Talking Metal with the great Mark Striegel. And... Thankfully, he decided to resurrect the offshoot of Talking Metal, which is Talking Rock. And uh, yours truly is a co-host, at least on the launch episode. I hope to do them all. I'll freaking do them all. That's for damn sure. And this uh, first relaunched episode of Talking Rock with Mark Striegel and myself features an interview with David Anderson of the Night Flight Orchestra. So that's a good one there. And for anybody that's not convinced... That interview should convince them. I mean, we don't play music on Talking Rock, and uh, that's all right. So you're over here, you're listening to this show. Now you're going to get an idea of what the album sounds like. And I've been bouncing around with what my favorite song is on this record. I mean, I could throw a dart literally at this album, and I think you would be happy and you'd want to buy it. Yeah, and spoiling the year, we got this at 100 points, man. No bullshit. I think this is a 100-point perfect album. So, in essence, they are my favorite current band right now. I mean, they have to be, right? So, like I said, I could have picked anything off of it. They're all great, and they all sound like different bands on each song. It's so ridiculous and and great at the same time. But I just can't get this one out of my head. So I'm really just going to have to go with the ballad on here, which sounds like nothing else on the album, but neither does anything else. It's completely schizo, just like the last one. So I hope you enjoy this. You really need to go look up the video for this as well. It's always a good time at the Night Flood Orchestra and hopefully with Rock Strikes 10 for you guys out there. So closing off tonight's show, this is Something Mysterious. Back out on the road 
rosy violets, clouds promise rain, edges beating, escaping the pain. She tries to make a mind up, tries to make a mind up, caught in the space between. She tries to make a mind up, tries to make a mind up, stay on the Can't get enough of that, man. That was Night Flight Orchestra with something mysterious, which I failed to mention what the album title was. The new album is called Amber Galactic. Go get it. Uh, man, I tell you, I bought mine directly off of Nuclear Blast website because I just had to have the vinyl. I was lucky enough to get that first pressing numbered uh, Violet Galaxy vinyl thing. I think they're sold out now. Sorry. But... You know, it's worth it regardless. Uh, on the vinyl, you're going to get an extra song, which happens to be a bonus cover song, which I won't spoil it here, but you got to get it. Another way you can get that bonus cover song is if you uh, buy it directly on Amazon Prime because when they, they'll send you the CD, which doesn't have the, tr- the bonus track on there, but if you do that thing where, you know, you have the, the Amazon Cloud thing that comes free with your order, that cover will be on the MP3 version of your order. So there's two ways to get it. Make sure you get it that way. All right. Have fun out there digging. Amber Galactic, Night Flight Orchestra, 100 points. Kissing the thumb. Buy it. All right. I'm going to get out of here. I almost have enough for yet another batch of Rock and Rank. We're a couple of releases away from it, but this next one will be coming a lot sooner than the gap between Volume 1 and Volume 2 this year. I promise. So stay tuned. CNJRadio.com, all things. All episodes of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that are on iTunes. While you're at it, stick around for the Synaptic Podcast featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative, and the great blogs by Chris, Wrestling House Show, and Last Theater on the Left. 
cnjradio.com for all things rock culture. And of course, once again, one more plug for the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Go to the GoFundMe.com page, type in Nashville Rock and Pod Expo, donate some money, get your admission and a t shirt, come down, we'll shake hands. I might kiss your babies if they're not ugly. I'll definitely pet your pets if if they're allowed. I'm not I don't even know if pets are allowed. Why not, right? Uh, if they're outside, I'll come out and pet them for you. Uh, you know, you can stop by the show. Maybe uh, you come down and do a request for the show. I'll do like a listener request show. That's the loose idea I have right now. But we're just going to have fun at the Brock and Pot Expo. Hang out with friends, celebrity guests, vendors, all that stuff. It's going to be a blast. I just, I'm just going to plug the hell out of it as much as I can between now and the end of August. I've been crap about plugging it before all this, so go to the National Rock and Pot Expo. All right. And lastly, but not leastly, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome permanent outro here on the show. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband, purchase their latest effort, Gone, which is awesome, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right. We'll see everybody on the next one. Have fun.